الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وذكر فان الذكرى تنفع المؤمنين صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters one of the duas that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to make and which he taught the ummah and the purpose of these duas was to teach us what we should be asking for what we should be begging allah taala for so among the many duas this dua is also known as one of the muawwidat those duas which start off with seeking protection allahumma inni a'udhu bika wallahi i seek your protection i seek protection in you so something that is harmful is detrimental is very dangerous or something that will become a means of a very great loss these are the things that one seeks protection from a person is afraid of being robbed being hijacked a person seeks protection from these things he takes steps takes whatever means of protection he can to try and protect himself person puts burglar guards on his windows then somebody puts an alarm as well and then someone puts a an electric fence and someone has a guard all these are things that a person is doing for his protection to protect himself so when a person is worried about something he is concerned about something he feels that this is very important to protect because it could lead to a lot of loss or it could lead to physical harm somebody might get injured so to protect oneself from the physical harm protect one's property protect one's belongings because all these things are very valuable very dear so a person takes all these steps to protect oneself but if it is a very very worthless thing for example there's a car lying somewhere which belonged to somebody at one time but the car is in a complete wrecked state whatever happened over time it's 30 40 years old now and completely wrecked there's no wheels there there's no uh, the body is all crumbling in rust and uh, everything from inside the car has already been ripped out as well is that shell that's there that engine has seized long ago so now it still belongs to him it's still his ownership but does a person take any steps to really go and protect it have on guard posted there that nobody must now come and interfere with this or go and fence that place up it's lying in some open field so now he wants to go and fence it up see who's going to bother to even steal this it's worthless there's nothing to worry about here he in fact somebody takes it away he'll say you did me a favor so something that is not of any worth one doesn't take protection from that or something that not is not really uh, of any real loss if it goes away there's no real loss one doesn't bother about it 
he bothers about that which has a lot of value and he is concerned that if this gets lost or he gets harmed physically etc this will be a very big problem for him so this is the context in which we must understand all the things that Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has taught us to ask for protection from so the things that we have been asked for to to make dua for protection among them is this particular dua that Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to make Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-ajzi wal kasal وَالْبُخْلِ وَالْجُبُنْ وَمِنْ غَلَبَةِ الدَّيْنِ وَقَهْرِ الرِّجَالِ Ya Allah, I ask protection in you from ajz. Ajz means a person becoming incapable of doing something. A person becomes very ill, for example, Allah Ta'ala protect us, save us. The person sometimes becomes bedridden, somebody becomes helpless in some other situation. So it is beyond the person's capacity to do anything now. The person who is bedridden, he cannot go to the masjid for salah or jama'ah. He is bedridden. He doesn't have any ability to do so. If there is a janaza taking place, he cannot be part of it because he just doesn't have the ability. He is bedridden. He is so sick himself. He wants to go and assist somebody who is in some need, somebody has some work, somebody is in some situation, needs some help. He wants to go and assist, but he's just unable to do it. So this too is being sought refuge from. Because a person then cannot do many things that he would have been able to do otherwise, and as a result he would have been able to earn so much of reward and so much of blessings. Now here there are two situations, one is that a person became very ill or due to old age, a person can now not continue doing those amal, those actions that a person was regular with. The person had been regularly performing those actions and now suddenly the person cannot manage it because of illness or because of old age or some other situation that is beyond a person's control, he is totally helpless in that situation. In such a situation, the reward of those a'mal will still continue for him. For example, a person was very punctual on the tahajjud, or the ishraq, or they used to make tilawat of one part of the Quran Sharif daily. They used to recite a lot of tasbihat, zikr. So various a'mal the person was doing regularly, person was always ready to go and help anybody. When somebody needed some work to be done, the person was there, trying to do what can be done, trying to help out to the best of his ability and capacity. Many other things that a person was, mashallah, accustomed to doing and always doing it, now suddenly he cannot manage to do it anymore. Because of the difficulty that has come, because of the illness, because of the old age. Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy is such that Allah Ta'ala continues to record the reward of those amal for this person, though he is unable to do it. So now he cannot go to the masjid for salah with jama'ah, but he was doing this all the time previously. He will still get the reward of performing his salah with jama'ah in the masjid. 
he could not attend now any janaza salah, but previously he would be there. So he'll get the reward for it. He cannot now go to help somebody, but previously whenever somebody needed some help, he was there. He didn't even wait, them, wait for them to ask. He got to know that somebody needs some help. He got there first and he offered his help. Now he's going to get the reward of helping people without even being able to do so. Somebody was always spending something in charity. Every now and again giving something or the other. They were giving some generous amounts. Now suddenly the situation has changed and the person doesn't have that amount at all with him. He doesn't have that money. But he will continue getting the reward of that sadaqah that he was accustomed to giving regularly though he hasn't been giving it now. So one very great lesson in this is that we have no idea what the future holds for us. And Allah Ta'ala forbid, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us from such a situation that we could also sometimes fall prey to the effects of old age due to which we cannot perform many things. Allah Ta'ala keep us healthy and fit till our last breath. But these are things that happen sometimes. Sometimes due to illness, sometimes some other circumstances. So if we have been very punctual and regular with more amal and more righteous actions and being more helpful to others, then inshallah we'll still continue to get the rewards for all these things. So we should start maximizing the good so that this good then becomes a means of our meter of good running even when we are unable to keep it going. So it will keep the meter of sawab, the meter of rewards still running like that meter that measures various things. Now that meter only runs when something is happening. That meter of electricity now, it happens when that electricity is being consumed. So now we are not performing the amal but the meter of sawab will be still running as if the amal are happening. So that is one thing nevertheless that we should learn from this. But it's obvious that if a person now wasn't doing these things and now suddenly some situation came up, the person got very sick, old age. So now he can't do it. Now the thought comes, let me perform some good amal, let me make extra nawafil, let me do this, let me do that. But you can't do it now. If you weren't doing it from before, that reward is not going to happen now. So this ajz became a means of nevertheless getting deprived of that further rewards. So therefore, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sought refuge from this. Ya Allah, save me from this ajz. Save me from being incapable of doing what good is available to be done. And then the second thing which is more relevant to us in our current discussion, this is the purpose of the discussion actually. The second thing that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked for protection from was laziness. Now, Nabi Kareem was at the height of every good quality. He was at the peak of every noble trait, every noble good quality. There wasn't even a dot, a minute atom's extent of any negative quality in him. Not a bit, not the slightest dot of it. And laziness is a very, very major negative quality. 
So Rasulullah wasallam was kept clean and clear from all these things. There was no chance that laziness could come anywhere close to him. But yet laziness is such a major problem that Nabi wasallam is still seeking refuge from it. Ya Allah, you protect me from this. Because I cannot take a chance of allowing this laziness to come anywhere close to me. And at the same time, this is talim for the ummah, that the ummah should be making dua for this also, and the ummah should be very conscious about this, that they must not allow laziness to creep in anywhere. Now laziness is a disease, it becomes a disease. Like a person physically, if there's some disease, some illness, then that illness becomes a barrier that illness becomes an obstacle. Now the person wants to do so many things, but the person is ill, he can't do it. He sometimes cannot even go to work. He cannot do the necessary things of life. He sometimes cannot even help himself. Because of the illness, sometimes somebody has to feed the person, somebody has to clean the person. So illness becomes such a barrier. Allah Ta'ala protect us from all kinds of illnesses. Allah Ta'ala keep us in afiyat. Allah Ta'ala save us from any difficulties and hardships in this regard. So, that is as far as physical illness is concerned. Just as physical illness becomes a barrier, becomes an obstacle from many things, but as we mentioned, that if a person was doing good in the time of health, then Allah Ta'ala's grace and mercy is that that person still continues to reap the rewards. But likewise, just as physical illness becomes a barrier, spiritual illness also becomes a barrier. So spiritual illness, for example, sin. Sin becomes a very big barrier. It becomes a means of getting deprived of doing good. Among the spiritual illnesses that become a barrier, and a very serious barrier is laziness. So therefore Rasulullah is teaching us that make dua, seek Allah Ta'ala's protection. And in this is the lesson that seek dua, make dua and make an effort as well. When a person is faced with some other situation, the person makes dua also and the person undertakes dua as well. Nobody makes dua and then says that, well, I'm not going to make any effort. They make the effort too. The person doesn't have a job, he's making dua, he's looking for a job as well. The person is sick, he's making dua, he's undertaking treatment as well. So dua and dua, both must be done. The f- reliance must be in Allah Ta'ala alone, not on the means. But as a sunnah, we will adopt the means as well. So here also, what is to seek Allah Ta'ala's protection from laziness? Because it's a major disease. It becomes a serious barrier. It becomes a very great obstacle. And unlike the physical illness, here the person due to laziness did not do some amal, he just didn't get anything. He got deprived. Totally lost out. Zero. The person who got sick but he was doing some amal in his health, healthy days, he continues to get the reward. Here there's no reward. Because it's being left out due to laziness. Now when laziness creeps in, one is a person gets lazy, so the person is not 
fulfilling the ma'mulat, for example, tilawat of the Quran Sharif, zikr, tasbihat, dua. Why? I'm feeling lazy. Laziness becomes such a barrier. Such great things to take out of these amal, but laziness becomes a source of deprivation. Now the person becomes deprived of the great rewards, the great benefits from all these amal. That is the one thing. But then it doesn't stop there. Like physical illness, if it is not treated, then it increases. The person had a cold, but he didn't take any care. Then gradually that cold becomes more severe. And he starts now becoming more ill. Then that cold becomes bronchitis. At first it was just a cold, now it has become bronchitis. But now he still didn't bother. He still didn't take any care. He still didn't treat it. That bronchitis then turns into pneumonia, which is a very, very severe disease. And then that pneumonia, that becomes even more serious. And Allah forbid, sometimes it leads to death. So it doesn't stop at one point if it's not treated. It gets worse, it gets deeper. So likewise, these spiritual ailments, if a person doesn't treat it, it can become very severe. One is a very, very uh, superficial level of that ailment. A person is just getting some thoughts of jealousy. Now the thoughts of jealousy sometimes might be purely waswasa. It's a whisper of shaitan. And the whisper of shaitan a person is not accountable for. But now that whispers of shaitan are leaving some effect on the heart. Now, but the person didn't take any steps to treat it. So now one time, two times, five times. Now gradually the heart started accepting this waswasa. Now the person starts feeling that jealousy. Starts feeling that hurt and pain over somebody else's good. But why is this person progressing? Why is that person's work progressing? Why is that person progressing financially? Why is that person progressing in his deen? Why is this person uh, doing better than me? Why has this good come to him? Now the person is burning over it. Feeling that hurt and pain over it. Then the person from that hurt and pain didn't do anything to treat that. Now the person starts first with just feeling the pain. Feeling that uneasiness at somebody else's good. But then it gets worse now. It's gone deeper because he did nothing to treat it. Now he starts actually wishing how I wish this gets destroyed. How I wish some calamity comes on the person. How I wish that something must happen to him. Now the person starts thinking on that level. Now that's gone very deep now. Wishing the harm for somebody else. Wishing the downfall of the next person. Wishing some destruction for the person. Now, how it became so deep? The first level was very, very superficial. It was just the whispers of shaitan. But that too was leaving some effect on the heart. It needed some treatment. It needed some cleaning. That dust was settling. That grime was coming. But it wasn't being cleaned. So now it got thicker. And it got thicker. Now it became a thick layer. And now it started creating so much of disease inside. So now it's gone to a very deep level. So now he's wishing harm for the person. Then it didn't stop there. He didn't treat it. It didn't stop there. It gets deeper. Now he wants to harm the person. He's not seeing the harm coming. So he tries to harm. How he tries to harm? 
now he will start he will start making waswasa he will start making waswasa meaning he will start talking against the person something he will tell somebody you know what that person is best to stay far away from him because he's a terrible person he has this and that and the other and i have already dealt with him and i know him very well and whatever else needs to be waswasa will, this will go to the waswasa level first to others now and will try to cause some other problem and some other obstacles the way is it stemming from it's it's not necessarily that all this has the same root but in this case of jealousy this is how it will progress it'll get worse by the day and now it's gone from first just wishing harm now the person is actively engaged in trying to harm how by ghibat by slandering now even if there's some wrong in the person which is a reality but now is becoming ghibat because the person we are saying it to it's not relevant to that person that person there's no need to tell him and that person doesn't have any capacity to change the situation to try and go talk to him so it's our niyat is corrupted now where it came from it's from that jealousy now that didn't stop there the ghibat so now we got an opportunity for example now it's a classmate for example i got an opportunity nobody is looking take the person's one kitab one book homework book or something and take it and hide it somewhere take it and maybe even tear it up allah forbid now where is this coming from this is gone to a very very serious level now now the person's car was parked somewhere so now while we walking past it nauzubillah took one nail or something and scratched the body over quietly and went away why because now i need to harm this person some way or the other now we causing harm actively now it started off on that very superficial level outwardly but that is where it started and it was not treated and with time it came so deep that now the person is causing harm physically and then this sometimes becomes a full blown fight and even people end up sometimes uh, hurting one another and allah forbid sometimes we not it finishes off now this is how all these spiritual maladies and diseases get deeper and deeper by the day hasad takabbur malice and love of the ego love of dunya miserliness and harboring jealousy and all the other various ailments of the heart this is how they start getting deeper and deeper by the day so like those ailments laziness is also an ailment now if a person treated that jealousy at that level where it just started off how is it not treated for example those waswasas came from shaitan so he didn't just leave it he started making an effort to clear it out from his heart how for example he started making dua for the person now shaitan is whispering this waswasa of jealousy against somebody that you don't have this that person has it so now you must feel jealous over it so in instead of accepting this waswasa of shaitan the person starts making dua for the person ya allah you grant him barakat in it ya allah you make hifazat of this item of his that car of his his house his business ya allah you make hifazat grant tremendous barakat therein ya allah you grant him more grant him even greater nemats ya allah you grant him tremendous nemat of deen make him progress tremendously in his deen Ya Allah, you help him in every effort of his. Making dua for the person. Now the more that dua will be made sincerely, 
genuinely, even sometimes the heart is not even wanting to be making it, but the person is forcing that heart to make that dua. First it will be an effort, and a very very great effort, but then gradually that will start becoming easier, and then it will become very easy. Why? Because the dua has cleaned the heart out. Now the jealousy got cleaned out. So now it won't go to a deeper level, because it got cleaned out at that level. But if it wasn't cleaned out there by this dua, by making salam to the person first, initiating salam always, praising the person in his absence, when especially there's some malice against somebody, praising the person in the person's absence, talking good about him to somebody else in his absence, and making dua for him, giving some sadqa once in a while on his behalf, even if it's just half, 50 cents, one rand, all this will help clear out the heart at that level already. So now the, it, there's no chance for it to get deeper and seep in and get to the next level and then to the deeper level and then Allah forbid it becomes a cancer and then it just destroys everything. So likewise, laziness also is a disease and it doesn't stop at one point. It keeps getting deeper and keeps getting more and more severe and Allah forbid in time it takes over a person's life. Everything gets dictated to by that laziness. Laziness in deen. Laziness in deen that now the person for example can't wake up for Fajr Salah. Why I'm feeling very lazy. At that time I just can't wake up. It's not just can't wake up, that laziness. Now laziness first was in the Nawafil, in the Mamulat. Laziness was in extra ibadat. Now that laziness wasn't remedied at that level, so from the Nawafil, the sunnat ghair muakkada got left out. Then out of laziness, purely out of laziness. But it wasn't cleared up at that point, then the sunnat muakkada also started getting left out. Laziness. So now it's getting deeper, it's getting worse. And then from there now the faraiz are getting affected. The farsala is getting left out. Sometimes fajr, sometimes isha, laziness. Whereas this is compulsory. It's farz. But now that laziness becomes the problem. So this is a disease and it gets, and if it's not remedied at the first level, it goes to a deeper level, it goes to an even deeper level. And in this way a person gets trapped in this laziness, in this trap of laziness. Then the farai is now affected and Allah forbid then one thing leads to another. And now obviously when all the good is going to be hampered, going to be restricted because of laziness, is going to be left out, there isn't a vacuum. Now when out of laziness a person hasn't been mowing that lawn, hasn't been cleaning it, hasn't been uh, tending to the plants there, hasn't been weeding it. So now he's just lazy, he's doing nothing, so what happens? Without any effort, he doesn't need to make any effort for that. That garden which he was neglecting because of laziness, very shortly will be a jungle. Very shortly will be filled with weeds, big big weeds all over the place. The grass has died off because of the weeds. And then as a result of the weeds and all the bush and the jungle that has come up there, all the scorpions and snakes will find their way therein. And this will become a very dangerous place to be in. So now due to laziness, the person gave up the good amal, gave up the 
Nawafil, gave up the Tasbihat, gave up the Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, gave up reading good Islamic books, authentic and good Islamic literature, and then started giving up the Sunnats, and then started giving up the Farais also. So it's not just going to remain at that point, it's going to become a jungle now. All the haram is going to start creeping in. And then all the evil qualities, and all the bad character, and what not, this person is going to be a jungle. It's going to be very dangerous being close to such a person. People will also be very much in distress. Parents, siblings, relatives, classmates, whoever, ustads, they'll always be having a problem from such a person. Why? Because there's a jungle in that heart. But where it started off from? From laziness. So laziness becomes a barrier to deen. Laziness becomes a very great obstacle even in the good of dunya. So what a severe matter this is. And now we understand that this is such an important thing to be safe from. It's so important that we save ourselves from this laziness. Such a major problem it is that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught us to make dua, to ask Allah Ta'ala's protection from laziness. So it's not just something, by the way, something just being asked for the sake of asking. No, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam didn't do anything just by the way. Everything had very deep significance, very deep meaning. And he is teaching us to ask Allah Ta'ala for safety from laziness as well. This makes it very, very clear to us that this is not a small thing. It's a very big thing, very big serious matter, very dangerous. Now, the issue is that how to treat this laziness, because this laziness is such a dangerous thing. It becomes a cancer. It harms a person's deen, which is the worst thing that it harms a person's deen. Even harms his dunya also. And as we mentioned last week, that this laziness becomes such a problem. Now the person, because they were not accustomed to many things, many household chores, many other issues, now it becomes a very big thing, very tough. So the laziness creeps in when these things have to be done. Because the person is not accustomed to it. So now feel very lazy to do the household chores, and very lazy to attend to even the one's own children, feel very lazy to do many basic day-to-day things which their mothers and grandmothers were, it was like part of their life, they did it without any, the slightest hesitation, without second thought. But for somebody who hasn't done it, hasn't been accustomed to it, it becomes such a task and there's such a laziness that sets in and now they can't do it. Why? Because that laziness has grown so deep regarding these particular things. So now the person starts neglecting primary responsibilities. So now when those primary things are going to be neglected, is there going to be peace in that home? Now the children are neglected, so what's going to become the end result of their tarbiyat, of their welfare in terms of their dunya also? Now the child needs to be attended to, but the parent is sitting on the phone, the parent is too caught up in the social media. So a child is neglected, but now why? Because the social media has made the person lazy in their responsibility also. Because it becomes a jungle then. So the good wasn't being done, the wrong starts creeping in. Then the household responsibilities, so now the husband is going to be arriving any moment, now the person is rushing to do something. So all these things uh, will happen. 
So, this laziness will creep in. And when this laziness creeps in, now it's going to become a problem in day-to-day life. It's going to be a problem with the husband, a problem with the in-laws, problem with this person, problem with that person. One thing after the other, some drama will carry on. So we need to become very conscious of this. We need to become very alert. We need to make the effort. So inshallah in the coming weeks we will discuss some aspects and some pointers of how to make ilaj and how to treat this malady of laziness. And inshallah with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala we'll be able to get past this. For now we've already learned one very basic lesson, one of the most, in fact the most important thing that we turn our attention to Allah Ta'ala and we make dua, we should start making this dua earnestly every day and beg Allah Ta'ala's help. Ya Allah, you save us from this melody of laziness. May Allah Ta'ala accept one and all. Allah Ta'ala grant us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnita ala nafsik. Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu. اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله رب العالمين